You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode number 160 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I'm your host, James Murphy, a.k.a. Murph, and thank you so much for joining today. 160 episodes, crazy. Not a big milestone, but it's a nice round, even number, so it's definitely something to to just see and think back and look back on. But anyways, we're not here to reminisce on an odd, weird number like 160, whatever. We do have <laughs> we have a very interesting topic today. And if you haven't heard already, uh, the Boston Celtics have suspended coach Ime Udoka for the 2022-2023 season. Uh, the team announced that Thursday night. I'm going to dive into that, give you my thoughts, my opinions about it, read a little article to kind of help break it down to maybe we can further understand it. Obviously going to talk about the Patriots and the Ravens. And I didn't get to do it last week, but this week I want to go over the NFL schedule uh, for week three and just kind of talk about different games that I'm looking at and you know give some prediction about different games. So I want to try to make sure this episode is a nice well-rounded one with the topics that we plan on discussing today. No, there won't be any Red Sox. No, there won't be any Bruins today. Honestly, didn't expect to talk about any anything Celtics today, with the exception of this email. Well, with this email, Udoka news drop and kind of vaulted that into the opening topic of today's episode. But before we dive into that, I really hope you guys had a fantastic week and you have a good weekend planned ahead of you. I'm currently, and I hate it, currently wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt right now. I hate this cold weather. You guys know that. It is miserable. It's dreadful. And it's not fun. It's simply not fun. I'm going to be honest, guys. But anyways, 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 let's dive into today's episode. And before I start, what do you guys think about this whole Ime Odoka thing? Obviously, I'll ask you at the end of the topic, uh, the end of the discussion of this topic. But what do you guys think? Ime Odoka suspended the full year um, for having a consensual relationship. We don't know much details yet. Maybe details will surface between now and, I don't know, a week, two weeks, whenever. It's very tricky, though, because we obviously have to respect the privacy of Udoka and this female staff member of the Boston Celtics. So obviously we want to be respectful here and we're not trying to, you know, budge our noses in a business that's not ours. But as media, we want to talk about this stuff. And as fans of the Celtics, we want to talk about this. We do. We want to talk about this. We want to know more and we want to know what's going on because some people don't believe Udoka should be suspended at all. Especially when you look at Sean Watson, who had, what was it, 25 sexual misconducts with 25 different women, and he's only getting suspended 11 games. 
And he has a fully guaranteed contract waiting for him. Actually, he's already getting paid. So it's just uh, very, very interesting. But let's just read this article. And before I do, there's no author of this article. It just says ESPN Tim Botemps contributed to this report. So let's just give the credit to Tim, shall we? All right, this article came out at 9.35 last night. The Boston Celtics have suspended coach Ime Udoka for the 2022-23 season, the team announced Thursday night. The Celtics cited violation of team policies in their announcement. Sources previously told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski that Udoka had an intimate relationship with a female member of the franchise's staff. The suspension is effective immediately, and a decision about Udoka's future with the organization will be made later, team said. Quote, I want to apologize to our players, fans, the entire Celtics organization, and my family for letting them down, Udoka said in a statement to ESPN's Malika Andrews. Quote, I am sorry for putting the team in this difficult decision, and I accept the team's decision. Out of respect for everyone involved, I will have no further comment. End quote. Now, I will kind of give my reaction after I do kind of want to breeze through this short article. The season-long suspension is largely unprecedented for a sitting head coach in the NBA. The Celtics have made assistant coach Joe Mazzula the interim head coach, sources told Wojnarowski. Udoka's top assistant, Will Hardy, left the team in June to become coach of the Utah Jazz. Udoka joined the Celtics. I don't care about that. He replaced Brad Stevens. That's great. That's great. Um, Udoka is dead. Okay, that's fantastic. He also, according to ESPN stats and information, became the first... Oh, okay, that's very much all we know. That's all we know right now, is what I just told you. The rest of it was just background information. He replaced Brad Stevens. They were uh, a sub-500 team in January, 28-7 and seven in final 35 games, first NBA Finals in tw- uh, 12 years. da 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 So we don't really know much at all, to be honest. Obviously, we don't know what he did. Or how many times? With who? Like, these are things that we just don't know yet. And it's unfortunate because we had such high hopes for the Celtics this year. And this is apparently a derailment for the 2022-2023 Celtics with high hopes. Odds-on favorite to win the NBA Finals. Uh... Expected to have a fantastic season this year. Should have a fantastic season this year. And I was listening to the radio yesterday and they were saying, if this team is truly that good and is truly bought in and has all this talent in the world and really wants to win the championship, then the coach shouldn't matter. And to a degree, I believe with, I believe that. I still think the, uh, the Warriors last year could have won the NBA Finals without Steve Kerr. Uh, in 2012 and 13, I think the the Heat could have won the the finals without Eric Spolstra. And then there's some coaches where it's like, you know, the Spurs gonna win the finals without you know Greg Popovich. And eh, maybe maybe not. Was, was the Raptors gonna win the finals without Nick Nurse? Eh. So you know, there's some coaches you need and some that you don't. And I do believe the Celtics benefit from having Doka as as head coach. But is he really going to make or break this season in terms of them winning and not winning? And I don't think he should either. However, this is a huge blow. Don't get me wrong. The thing that I'm most puzzled about is, 
I understand he may have violated team policies, and I get it. You know, you go to some places and you sign a bunch of you know dotted lines at HR, and usually you can't have uh, sexual relations with uh, a coworker or something. But I mean, people meet you know. Uh, significant others, spouses, boyfriend, girlfriends, whatever it may be at work, oftentimes, right? And that's not something Udoka was trying to do, but he had an intimate relationship with a female member of the franchise's staff. But it was also a consensual relationship. So it's not like he, as far as we know, it's not like he advanced on her when she didn't want it, didn't rape her, didn't molest her, didn't touch her inappropriately. Um... As far as we know, at least. And I think that's a huge, uh, huge difference here between Doka getting a full season and Watson getting 11 games. 11 games translates to about two and a half weeks of the the regular season for the NFL. But it's just, it's really puzzling because Watson had over 20, I think it was 25, I'm not sure the exact number, of sexual misconducts with different women, 20, 25 different women. Which is not, not nothing. I feel like that's not easy to do. Honestly, I really feel like that is not easy to do. Like you have to actually go out and try to do all that. Puzzling, puzzling, puzzling. He gets eleven games. Originally six, then eleven. Doka had a consensual relationship. Okay, now I know he cheated on his wife. You know, whatever their relationship may have been this past season, I understand that. But cheating on your wife or your significant other, period. I feel like should have zero correlation to your job status in professional sports. Now, I'm not trying to condone cheating. Obviously not. But what I'm saying is if he cheated on his wife, that's a situation that they need to go through. Not Udoka and the Celtics. It's Udoka and his wife. I'm not trying to condone cheating, guys. Don't don't make me think. Don't think I am. But it's a consensual relationship, an intimate relationship with a female member of the franchise's staff. Again, it doesn't appear to be malintent or harmful or, again, malestation, rape, or any form of sexual um, advances that are unwarranted, which I think is a huge part of it. Again, if Udoka did rape her, molest her, made advances that she didn't want, you know, made her feel uncomfortable, okay, I get it. Yeah, suspend him the whole year. Fine. I get that. But it's, we know it's consensual. It's, it, it, it's confusing. It, it is. It is really confusing. Obviously, there's no right or wrong way to approach this. You know, obviously, you, you can't just let him do, you can't give him any penalty or fine or anything like that. Because then he's going to, you know, the Celtics are going to look like they're soft. But the Celtics are a very strict organization. So I understand them coming down heavy. But a full season, though? I think that's a little bit much, my opinion. It's a little bit much, in my opinion, especially, again, Deshaun Watson, 11 games. You look at Brett Favre taking welfare money from the state of Mississippi to build a a volleyball court for his daughter. I don't know. I think it's her college school that he built it for. Like, come on. Like, I know Brett Favre's not playing, so he can't get suspended. He can't get fined by the NFL. I, I understand all of that. Like, that has to be some criminal, you know, lawsuit there, right? Mississippi is the poorest state in the country. They don't have clean water. There's a drought. Well, there was a drought going on. Now we're, you know, into, into fall, you know, deep into September. But over the summer, they were in a drought. There's a lot of poverty in Mississippi. And he's taking money from people that can't afford to buy 
clothes for their back, water to drink, food for their table, and he's building a volleyball court. Now, again, I know Brett Favre's not in the media in comparison to who Udoka right now, but it's the principle behind it. So if I, if I sexual misconduct 25 women, and if I steal money from the state of Mississippi's welfare program, and I have an, a consensual relationship with a coworker, I'm going to get slammed more for a consensual relationship with a coworker. Again, my marital status aside, my um, playing status or just societal status aside, let's just look at it as a vacuum. A consensual relationship with a coworker, a just 25 sexual misconducts, and uh, stealing money from welfare or a state welfare program. What deserves a season-long suspension? Probably the 25 sexual misconducts. The welfare should probably go through like the government because Brett Favre's not playing. And then Udoka, a fine, fine him for a bunch of money and suspend him for, I don't know, 25 games. I get okay, send, suspend him for 25 games or something. It just doesn't make sense. And obviously, Watson went through the NFL and did all that, his procedures with that, and that's what was the final ruling. Can't change that. Brett Favre, that's barely being covered by media. The Brett Favre story is barely barely being covered by media. And for those that may not know it and the first time hearing about it, uh, everyone knows who Brett Favre is. His daughter goes to a school in Mississippi. Again, I believe it's college. I don't know the name of it. And they needed money for a volleyball court. And instead of personally funding the volleyball court or having fundraisers, boosters, bake sales, whatever, he had a connection to embezzle welfare money from the state of Mississippi. Those that may not know welfare, it's essentially money that the state gives to poor people who can't afford this or that. You guys know food stamps or SNAP benefits? It's like that. It, 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 oh my god. Like that needs to go through the government of Mississippi. And Adoka, I understand the Celtics are doing this on themselves. The NBA is not getting involved, and I don't know if they will get involved. I doubt it. But this is a Celtics decision. Boston Celtics organizational decision. Very, very... I feel like if you suspend him the whole year, he's just not going to be back next Why would you bring him back next year? You know, if you're, you don't have him for a full year, then why would you want to bring him back? If you suspend him for 25 games, 30 games, 40 games, half the season, whatever then maybe he can learn his lesson, work on his marriage with his wife, try to be a better man, a better coach, and he can reflect and he won't do it again. Like, if this was an occurring thing for Udoka, fine. Like, okay, he suspended him 25 games, first offense, second offense, full season, fine, hook him. This is like the first we're hearing of it, and we're still hearing, trying to get details about it. It's just quite puzzling, this whole situation and story. And hopefully we get more details just to kind of fully understand it a little bit better. Again, I understand it's not our privacy. It's not our business. And we really don't need to know much about it. But again, it affects the Boston Celtics. It affects our coach. And it possibly could affect our title chances. A lot of people are high on Ime Doka, and rightfully so, as a second-year coach now or going into second-year coach. It's just, it's confusing. It is confusing, but that is all I have to say about it. I'm definitely interested to hear your comments, your thoughts and reactions about this whole 
Ime Udoka situation with uh, this consensual relationship with a female member of the franchise's staff. Definitely want to know your thoughts and opinions about this suspension. Is it deserved? Is it not deserved? Um, you know, what would you guys have done if you were in this position? Definitely curious for sure, but it's out of our control. All we can do is talk about it. But let's put that aside. Let's put that on the back burner and let's talk Patriots and Ravens. What the hell? Making noise next door, slamming doors and stuff. Trying to record a podcast here, guys. Come on. All right. Patriots and Ravens. Good game coming up on the slate for Sunday. It'll be a very interesting game. Ravens coming off a very upsetting loss to the Dolphins when they were up by a bunch of points. Patriots coming off a good win against Pittsburgh, but how good are they really? They just lost last night to the Browns. What was it? 29-17. to I don't know. I don't know. I When I went through the schedule, win-loss, win-loss, I have them at 6-11. and I still think they could lose this game, but I understand the argument of how they could win this game. You come, you have a little bit of momentum from winning game one. Oh, I'm sorry, not game one. Game two. A little bit of momentum. Trying to right the ship. Do this, do that. Try to figure it out. Ravens, on the other hand, have an, they're coming off an emotional loss. Maybe they're upset. Maybe they're just not playing their A game, and you can take advantage of that. Okay. On the flip side, though, you can look at the Ravens coming off an emotional loss, wanting to put it to the Patriots, to bury the Patriots. And the Patriots just won't be ready for it because they're playing a superior opponent than the Steelers. It's a very interesting dynamic for sure. I definitely see how the Patriots could win. Mac Jones is at home, home opener, defense looked pretty good. Ravens, on the other hand, you're you know they don't have a lot of weapons. They have Mark Andrews, but you've been good at shutting down tight ends. They have Rashad Bateman as their best wide receiver. Well, you should be able to stop him because he's. Up and coming, but he's yet to really prove himself. And hopefully the offensive line can kind of click and take that next step together and be in that protecting wall that Mac Jones needs. Really needs it. Really, really does. Then you have Lamar Jackson, who's probably the biggest X factor in this game. Ran for over 100 yards last week. You know, he's throwing the ball. It looks, looks a lot better as a passer. I will be honest. I know I give Lamar Jackson a lot of heat. And I, you know, say, I make fun of him. He's a running back, and he's not that good as a, as a quarterback, as a passer. But I will admit, although it's two weeks, so I must be cautious, he does look better. Now, I'm not going to sit here and anoint him, you know, league MVP or give him 5,000 passing yards and 50 touchdowns. I'm not ready to do that, and I'm not going to do that. But I will admit, he looks better as a, uh, as a quarterback passing the ball. And I think that's going to be a potential game changer for the Patriots this week because you know in past when you've played Lamar Jackson quarterback spy try to contain him in the pocket to force him to throw you feel confident that he's not going to be able to make that throw and you can trust your coverage defense okay now Lamar Jackson's stuck in the pocket can't scramble you know pockets closing in closing in but he's looked like he's been able to make that those kind of throws obviously it's only been two weeks we'll definitely see this week where the Patriots defense should be better than Miami's. Who they play week one? I don't even know who they played week one. Uh, should be better than Miami's. Definitely better than the Jets. So we'll see. We will definitely see. Three things that I'm looking for in this game. Home opener game at Gillette Stadium, week three. Patriots are one and one. Ravens are one and one. This could, you know, 
be a pretty big game, you know, especially when it comes to wild cards and such like that. One, get Devontae Parker going. He has been uber lackluster these first two weeks. Not being able to go up and catch these 50-50 balls one-on-one with the corner or the safety. You know, that's kind of something we were sold on as his bread and butter this offseason. You know, obviously you can't come down with every single ball, but at least make sure that the, the cornerback doesn't get it. Try to break up the pass, become the defender on an intercepting ball. But my goodness, we have to get him going. Otherwise, you know, is Jacoby Myers going to be our number one receiver the whole season? Is he going to be the guy that we have to lean on and trust the whole way? What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I mean, fine, but we gave up a third-round pick for Devontae Parker for a reason. So I'd love to see him actually get going here. So that's number one for me. Number two. Number two. I want to see Mac Jones. I know I'm I'm picking a second offensive player. I want to see Mac Jones kind of take that next step in commanding the offense. Understandably so, the offense did change its scheme the offensive line's changing its scheme. The offensive coaches, you know, aren't that good in all due respect. Mac Jones is a smart guy. He's adaptable. I want him to see I want to see him be comfortable in the pocket. You know, have take true command of that offense. Take a seven, eight minute drive down the field from like your twenty all the way in to punch it in. And have full control. You see the pocket collapsing? Get rid of it fast. Move up in the pocket, strike, you know, make a good strike. You know, look for the mismatches and, and hot route that. You know, protection, you know, keep the running back of the tight end in, double team, whoever. Like, I want to see Mac Jones take that next step as quarterback because he's not going to put up 500 passing yards and six touchdowns every week. He's not going to throw for, like, 5,500 yards. But as of now, he's he's a game manager. And he has a lot of development to to improve on. And I think where the Ravens have a good defense, but not a top five defense, I think it would really benefit him to kind of, you know, take control of this offense and look good against a defense, a good defense. And that's something I'm still waiting to see is Mac Jones look truly comfortable. And again, it's going to take time. We may not see it for a few weeks, but we can see improvements. And I think we did see improvements last week. In distributing the ball and the offensive line, taking big, you know big strides. 
So let's see if we can kind of piece things together here, here in week three, add one more element to the mix to really push all our chips into the middle of the table. So that's number two, Mac Jones being more comfortable and taking control of this offense. Number three thing that I'm looking for in this game, I want to see the Patriots defense not only shut down Lamar, slow him down, but just really be suffocating for the Ravens defense. Uh, I'm sorry, Ravens offense, excuse me. Like, the Patriots had good spurts here and there against Miami. Obviously, they gave up some, you know, unfortunate big plays that really changed the tide of the game. They did look good. Ooh, I just hit my hand on the desk. Ow, my knuckle. <laughs> I, I, we saw them take, you know, big steps against the Steelers. But again, that's the Steelers. Mitchell Trubisky is, is their quarterback. How good are they really going to be? The Ravens, though, they're a team that has playoff aspirations, expect to be there, could win the division. I have them pegged as, as a wild card team. So it would be really nice to see the Patriots defense kind of step up and look like a top 10 defense against a team that has a really high profile in the Ravens. I don't know if the Patriots defense will finish as a top 10 defense. Obviously, we'll have to see what the stats and the metrics look like. I really do believe that the Patriots can, again, slow down Lamar, you know, take out Mark Andrews from the picture, take out um, Rashad Bateman from the picture and make Lamar Jackson go to Tylen Wallace and Devin Duvernay. Obviously, you know, we'll have to wait and see what J.K. Dobbins' health status is going to be. I don't know if he's ruled out or questionable yet for this game. Obviously, that changes the whole dynamic of things. But, you know, just from the knowledge that I know right now, I do believe that the Patriots can feed off of the Foxborough crowd and will be able to feed off of big plays that the offense gets. One little incompletion from Lamar Jackson, you know, maybe he takes a big hit and he gets sacked. All those things will fuel the defense, will fuel the crowd, and again, will reignite the defense to make an additional play. I really think that this is a good spot for the Patriots defense to be in. This is definitely a big prove-it game for them. And, you know, the Patriots season does not get any easier from this. There's a small little lump, you know, after, after the Packers where you have the Lions, Browns, Bears, Jets. But overall, though, like, Packers game is going to be tough. Lions game, you know, you know, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. I mean, I think the Detroit Lions team is pretty solid. Browns, you know, they just beat the Steelers last night. Call it what it is. Bears could be an interesting matchup. And then the Jets, who knows what the Jets are going to look like. So, like, if the Patriots can get some momentum and some, you know, enthusiasm and optimism within their locker room from both offense and defense and – whether it's a close game, a low-scoring game, or a high-scoring... I mean, I think a high-scoring game wouldn't be good for the defense, obviously. But I really think that the Patriots can benefit from this game, and I think they're in a good spot here. They are. Home opener. You know, they're coming off a win. Good win. The Ravens coming off an emotional loss. That could be their downfall, or that could, you know, highly benefit them. We'll have to wait and see. I'm very, very intrigued how this game will go. I have them pegged as a loss... I would love to see them get a win here. I really do think they can get a win. And if those three things that I'm looking for, you know, come to fruition in a very exceptional way, then they should win. Devontae Parker, Mac Jones, and the defense slowing down Lamar Jackson and the Raven, you know, Ravens offense, specifically Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. Again, we'll have to wait and see what J.K. Dobbins' status is, if it has or hasn't changed. Plus, it's the home opener, so let's go, baby. Let's go. 
So that was the thing. What the hell? I was like, those are the things. Interesting. Um, those are the things that I wanted to talk about the Patriots. Let me know in the comment section below if you're listening to this on YouTube or reach out to me via social media at Murph's Cartown on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Your thoughts and opinions about the Patriots game coming up. They kick off on Sunday at 1 o'clock at Gillette Stadium. So if you're on the road, you know, around the 495, Route 90, Route 1 area, uh, around that time, well, good luck. There's going to be a lot of traffic. So last night we had the Steelers and the Browns play. Uh, it was a very snoozy fest of a game. Uh, some good defense was played. George Pickens made the catch of the year, arguably one of the best catches of all time. Uh, very Odell Beckham-esque, bending over backwards towards the sideline, caught the ball one-handed, hit the ground, maintained possession. It was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous, guys. If you haven't seen that play, look it up. George Pickens' catch. You'll, you'll find it immediately. Uh, it was a gorgeous catch. Very reminiscent of the Odell Beckham catch from 20... When was his rookie year? 2014? You'll definitely like it. But Browns beat the Steelers last night 29-17. How much stock do I put into the Patriots beating the Steelers last week when the Steelers just lost to the Browns? Are the Steelers just not as good as we thought? Or are the Browns, maybe the Patriots, better than we expected? Again, this is only the start of week three. We need more of a sample size. Probably like four to seven weeks or so of a sample size to really truly tell. But it'll definitely be interesting to see moving forward. Bills, Dolphins kick off one o'clock on Sunday as well. A lot of people are kind of indecisive on this game, to be honest. I think people are favoring the Bills, but... The Dolphins, though, have a shot. It's in Miami. They're coming off a big win themselves, beating the Ravens in an upsetting fashion. Divisional game, of course. I I think the Bills will win, but I would kind of like to see... I'd kind of like to see the Dolphins win this game, to be honest, just to create a little diversity in the, in the division, because I know the Pats aren't going to win the division. Bills more than likely will, but if the Dolphins are legit and can give them a run for the money, then let's let's see the show. Bengals, Jets, I think the Bengals need to win this game. I really do. I don't know. Disappointing loss last week to Cooper Rush. Jets, emotional comeback win against the Browns. I'm going to pick Bengals, though. Raiders, Titans. You guys know how I feel about the uh, the Titans. I have the Raiders pegged as a playoff team. So far, it doesn't look good. Raiders need to get a win here. I They really do. Saints, Panthers. Interesting game. Christian McCaffrey was on the injury report with a ankle injury, I believe, or limited, something like that. I'm going to go Saints here. I just, I think that passing offense has a lot of what it takes to be successful in this league. Defense isn't too shabby either. I think they'll swallow up the Panthers here. Ravens, Patriots, obviously I already talked about. Lions and Vikings, good little NFC North matchup right there. I'm big on the Lions, to be honest. I just watched episode three of Hard Knocks. I love Dan Quinn. He's hilarious. But the Vikings, though, they're sneaky good. Sneaky defense. Weapons on offense. Kirk Cousins, of course, is limited. I don't know. I mean, if I had a pick, I'd probably go Vikings. But I see a, I see something where the Lions could win this game. Like The Vikings aren't crazy good. And the Lions just beat the Commanders in a high-scoring affair. I got states. 
Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. Uh, 36 to 27 last week, the Lions beat the... Yeah, I'm going to leave that in. I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> uh, they just beat the Commanders 36-27 last week, so a relatively high-scoring game. Can the Vikings keep up with that, though? Yeah, they have Justin Jefferson, but who else? Irv Smith Jr.? Roll Tide, baby. Adam Thielen? Kind of washed up. Jalen Rager? It's going to be very interesting to see if the Vikings' offense can keep up with the Lions. Because the Lions' offense, what was that? Uh... 36 points this week, and what they score? 33 points in, in week one. So, I mean, they're averaging 30-plus points a game. That's going to be tough to keep up with. Again, small sample size, only two games. It's still something to note. Eagles and Commanders play. Uh, people are very high on the Eagles this year. Will the Commanders' front seven be able to slow down? Jalen um, Hurts, Miles Sanders, and that rushing attack that the Eagles have. That's questionable. That is very questionable. I think they'll be able to do it. Uh, to a degree, I don't know if the, the Commanders will get a win, but I like the Eagles here in this game. Chiefs and Colts, I really do believe this is going to be a really good game. Colts desperately need a win. Chiefs, obviously 2-0. and It's going to be a good game, for sure. It's going to be a good game, no doubt. I still think, although the Colts need a win, they looked good week one but came out with a tie. Looked terrible week two against the Jags. I just... Don't know where the Colts will be able to take advantage of the Chiefs. Maybe in the secondary, if they, you know, Matt Ryan throws the ball for three, three fifty yards. But I mean, whatever Matt Ryan can do, Patrick Mahomes can equivalently, equivalently do, equivalently do. I think that's a word, right? Equivalently, equivalently do himself. Interesting game here. It's in Indianapolis. I'll probably have to pick the Chiefs, but I'd rather have the Colts win because I. Colts need the win. I think they could win this game. I, I'm, I'm kind of sick of the Chiefs, to be honest, just winning. So, again, I'm going to pick the Chiefs, but I'd prefer the Colts. Texans and Bears. Is it a shame that I want to pick the Bears? You guys know I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. You guys know how high I am on him. Texans haven't really showed me much this year either. So I'm going to go the Bears. I think this is going to be a huge bounce-back game for Justin Fields. Uh, one week one, tough loss week two. I think it's a bounce-back game, and people are going to start believing in fields. Otherwise, a lot of people aren't going to be very, very soon. Granted, obviously, it could be the team that he's on. It could be the players around him, sure. But Justin Fields has to start looking and playing better on his own to a degree. So I'm going to go Bears. Jaguars? Sorry, is that the Bears' home opener, too? That might be, actually. Uh, oh, no, they played. No, that, that monsoon game was, was home. Yeah, the monsoon game was home, not in San Francisco. All right. Uh, let's see. Where were we? Jags and Chargers. Trevor Lawrence looked good last week. We don't know the status of Justin Herbert. I think even without Herbert, the Chargers should still be able to win this game. I won't be surprised if the Jags win this game, but I'm going to pick the Chargers to win this game nonetheless. A lot of good games this week, and this one is another Rams and Cardinals this is going to be a good game, too. It's 425. Kyler Murray coming off a big emotional win, a big comeback win, actually, against the Raiders last week. Rams, you know, we're still trying to figure the defending champions out. I think this is going to be a good high-scoring game. I really do believe. I don't think it's going to be low-scoring. I'm going to pick. Uh, I'm a big Kyler Murray fan. I'm really high on him. 
But I do think the Ra- the Rams are a better team, and I think they will come out on top. Because if it's anything like last week where it's like Cardinals are trying to come back and the Rams have the lead and the Raiders have the lead, Josh McDaniels is a good offensive guy, but he's he's experienced as a head coach, but it wasn't a good tenure. I just think Sean McVay's head coaching philosophies and such will be impacting the game differently than Josh McDaniels. Like I don't think uh, Sean McVay allows the Cardinals to come back and win last week if they were in that position and not the Raiders. You know what I'm trying to say? So it'll be very interesting to see you know, if the you know the Cardinals are down, are they able to mount a comeback or vice versa? Can you know Sean McVay mount a comeback? Because obviously that Raiders and Cardinals game last week could have went in a many different ways and it went the Cardinals way. So will the Cardinals be able to kind of feed off of that and take down the defending champions and put them in a one and two hole? Right? I know they lost the opener. Yeah, one and two hole. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, they didn't look that great against the Falcons last week, winning 31 to 27. So the defending champions could be in a little bind here. Um, Packers, Buccaneers. Obviously, this is going to be a good game. I'm picking the Buccaneers, but Rodgers, Brady, going to be an exceptional showdown. I'm very excited to watch that. I hope it's high scoring. Will Rodgers be able to keep up with Brady if Brady has healthy weapons? Obviously, there's a lot of growing pains in Green Bay. I think it's going to be a really good game nonetheless. Falcons, Seahawks, probably the least exciting game on the schedule, to be honest. I'm going to pick Falcons. 49ers and Broncos, interesting game. Um, Jimmy G, uh, Russell Wilson. Obviously, Wilson's on a different team, but they're playing against each other again, like it's the old days between the 49ers and the Seahawks. I think the Broncos overall are a better team. We will obviously have to wait and see when that game comes and goes. I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers win. Are the 49ers going to rally around Jimmy G? Are the 49ers a Super Bowl contender now? A lot of good teams in the AFC, but thankfully the 49ers in the NFC. So they could do it. The Rams don't look like themselves through two weeks. This could be a good game. This could be a very telling game for both teams. 49ers win. They got some juice. They're contenders. Broncos win. I feel like it's going to ease a lot of stress off them. I mean, Russell Wilson needs to start putting things together. I think they can. This is going to be a fun game to watch. And then on Monday night, we have the Cowboys and the Giants. Giants are 2-0. Cowboys are, what are they, 1-1, I believe it is. It'll be I don't know, it'll be a crapshoot. That game is going to be a crapshoot, I think. I mean, I want the Cowboys to win. Let's rock Cooper Rush because that will be such a huge meme that Cooper Rush will be able to derail the Giants' 2-0 start, give them their first loss of the season in the Meadowlands. On primetime, like, oh, that, that storyline is going to be juicy if the Cowboys can win. So I'm going to I'm gonna go Cowboys there. But that's everything for week three that I'm predicting. Let's go over quickly. I have the Bills over the Dolphins, the Bengals over the Jets, Raiders over the Titans, Saints over the Panthers, all away teams so far, Ravens over the Patriots, Lions over the Vikings, literally all away teams, Eagles over the Commanders, Chiefs over the Colts, Bears over the Texans. That's our first home team winning, Bears over the Texans. Chargers over the Jags, Rams over the Cardinals, Buccaneers over the Packers, Falcons over the Seahawks. Who did I pick? Broncos over the 49ers and Cowboys over the Giants. We're going to have to wait and see how week three goes because we'll have some discussions and conversations to have come Friday's episode for 161 because there's a lot of good headlines this week. So if you have the time on Sunday 
and on Monday night, watch football. A lot of good games going on. You know, a lot of teams still trying to figure themselves out. A lot of teams are trying to right the ship. Some teams are trying to build off a of momentum and figure out their identity. It's going to be a good week for football. But that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed our conversations today. A confusing topic of discussion with the Edoka situation. Patriot Ravens, guys, I really am looking forward to that game. I do think it will be a good game, and I just hope it is. Whether the Patriots win or lose, well, if they win, I hope it's a blowout. But if they lose, just please let it be a good game. And then obviously with the headlines that I've already discussed for the slate of NFL games. I really appreciate you guys watching this video if you're listening to this on YouTube. But if you're listening to this on audio-only platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Music, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can find Murph's Boston Sports Talk. And I really, excuse me, Jesus, (laughs) I really appreciate you guys downloading, listening, and enjoying as it really helps out the podcast if you download the episode. So I would greatly appreciate that and I appreciate your support. And for those that are watching this on YouTube, thank you guys so much for clicking on the video. Please make sure you smash the thumbs up button if you enjoyed today's episode. Comment down below any questions, comments, concerns, anything you have about anything we talked about in today's episode. I'd love to read and reply to that. But most importantly, please consider that giant red subscribe button if you have not already considered hitting subscribe to the channel just yet as I greatly appreciate the love and support that way as well. But again, like I said, that'll do it. Enjoy your weekend. Bundle up. It's cold. Enjoy football. And I will see you guys for episode number 161 next Friday. But between now and then, you guys know that I love you. And I will always, always see you. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.